Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hey friends, welcome to episode 8 of Sisters in the Spirit. My name's Sarah St. Clair, and I'm just so glad that you have chosen to spend some time with me today. And, um... Today's podcast is super special to me. It's an amazing interview with my friend Lauren Berry, and we are talking about the topic of 24-7 morning sickness, and this topic is really close to my heart as it's something that I suffered with through all of my um, six pregnancies, not as severely as Lauren did, um, as you'll hear in her sharing of her story. Um, But it's definitely was part of my life. I think I calculated and um, I was throwing up for about two years altogether. (laughs) If you add all the pregnancies up and um, so... So many deep spiritual lessons learned during that time. And no matter what you're facing right now, I think you can gain a lot of strength and encouragement from this conversation. So I hope that um, no matter what stage of life you find yourself in right now, that you'll stick around and listen to this interview. I did want to share a verse that God just placed on my heart to pass along and remind you all of. Um, I think many of you, this verse will have been one that you've heard many times, but I pray that it strikes a new chord of hope today. I just feel like so many of us are facing really difficult inner struggles, um, the spirit of discouragement is trying to take hold, and we just have to combat that um, together and help each other, remind each other that in Christ there is hope and uh, whatever it is, Jesus knows, and he's walking through 
the situation with us. And he gives us this promise in Philippians 1 verse 6. It says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times I just keep struggling with the same things. And I I get exasperated with myself. I can't imagine the patience that God has to um, continually forgive, to pursue us, even when we keep veering off the path that he's trying to, to set us on. And so I was just wrestling with this this morning, and he just reminded me that he's still at work in my life and that he is not going to give up on me. And so that just brought me a, a whole lot of hope, and I hope that it does to you as well. And it doesn't mean that we kind of sit back and just hope for the best, but it means that we can grab hold of his hand and trust that if we just take the next step of obedience, that he is redeeming us and covering us with his grace and his mercy to keep in the battle. So I pray that you don't grow, grow weary in whatever it is that you are facing. Um, and I also wanted just to update you guys, um, for those who have listened to the podcast from the beginning back in January, um, you know, we've had a heater that was broken and then fixed and then the AC went out and the weather was getting warmer so we had a few kind of hot days in the house but thankfully I can say that both are working at the moment as well as our dishwasher this past week our dishwasher was finally fixed and so we feel like we have a fully functional little townhouse that we rent here in Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm thankful, um, very thankful, more thankful than I had been when all of those things just, we take it for granted that they work, but the dishwasher has been an ongoing saga since summertime, so I'm really happy to hear the whir of that dishwasher again. It helps um, when you have eight people dirtying dishes a bunch. So hopefully this week um, it will just ease that burden um, to be able just to stick the dishes in the dishwasher. So, but I'm sure that my girl's 
all learned some great lessons of discipline and it's always a good, a good skill to have in your back pocket to know how to clean dishes uh, without a dishwasher. All right, so let's sit back and be encouraged by the testimony of my friend Lauren. All right, so I'm here with my friend Lauren. Um, welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay, awesome. Yes. Yeah, so my name's Lauren Barry. Um, I am a homeschool mom of four children, ranging from three to ten right now. <laughs> about to have all summer birthdays. So it's you all are about in to shift. It. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So we, we call these years the trenches. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Uh, but we live in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Yeah. Yay. So, yeah. That's awesome. So um, Lauren's kids take dance class with my yes. girls at the dance studio. Yes. And we bumped into each other um, last year mm -hmm. and yeah. started chatting, found out, you know, the mutual homeschool um, thing. Yes, for um, sure. But then somehow it came up that <laughs> I had been terribly sick. With my pregnancies, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I was like, I met a person who knows because yes. you said you also. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Every single one. We have two boys and two girls. And so it did it. You know, different people are like, well, maybe it's the gender or yes. maybe it's the because hormones are different with girls and boys. And I was like, no, no. It was that way with all four of them. Yeah. From the beginning to the very end stretch. And the so, whole nine months. The whole nine months. Or ten months. Well, yeah, really. yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, but it hits, right? Like, yes. it hits about week four for me. Yep. I don't know about you. Yep. But it was, like, right on the money. Week mm -hmm. four, it was survival mode up until yeah. up until whenever we delivered. 38, sometimes 39, 40, you know. But, yeah. That's crazy. The entire time, yeah. And um, you were hospitalized with some of them? Yes. So some of them, oh, man, yes. Okay, so all of them, I was hospitalized at least once for just getting fluids in me because of how much yeah. I was sick. Uh, with my son, I will never forget, this was my second pregnancy, I was on a pastoral leadership retreat out in Gallenberg, Tennessee. We were living in Chattanooga at the time, and I got food poisoning. Oh, no. On top of. Mm -mm. <laughs> and it was like, I wasn't really eating There's anyways, no right? It's no. so weak. I was like, okay, well, I have to get something on my belly to be able to survive these meetings because I, I'm just miserable, right? The whole time. So I'm already, everyone's already checking in on me the right. whole time. And I'm just feeling like that guilt and just like the, oh man, I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to be a burden. And, um, and so I already was just on that, you know what I mean? The edge. And, uh, so I was like, well, I've got to get some protein on me. Like if I just get some protein, maybe I can get through sitting through some kind of sessions or help some people out, whatever. And I had, um, we went to a certain restaurant. I will not name it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a uh, chicken and waffles thinking like bread and yes. meat, like, please God help me. Yes. 
comfort food. Yes. And, um, oh my goodness. I just, I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And I, I puked so bad for weeks because it was just like, I think I, at that point, I couldn't tell when the food poisoning had stopped. I guess food poisoning only should be right. three to, hours, yeah, yeah. I'm like, the hours. worst of it, when you're the worst of it, it's like, what, three to six hours, three to eight hours? Yeah. But it can be up to three days, some of them, if it's a stomach right. bug or whatever. But I just remember, I just cried and cried to my husband because I was like, I honestly can't even tell the difference between right. this and my normal life. And I was hospitalized that time, uh, maybe two or three times because I was puking so bad. My esophagus tore. So I was puking up blood. And that's when I was like, I don't know, is this normal? Like, what do I do? What do I, you know what I mean? So that's when it was like scary. And the unknown of, is this safe? Am I safe? Is the baby safe? Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was intense. It was really intense. Yeah. For those of you out there who um, can relate to what we're talking about, you know, it's not just morning sickness. It's like 24-7 of torture. (laughs) (laughs) There really is no other way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, because you literally dream about, like, food. Yes. And then you wake up starving. Yes. But you can't eat mm-hmm. but I mean you try mm-hmm. but then it it doesn't ever stay down mm-hmm. and it's a it hits you on all levels right like mm-hmm. it's physical it's emotional it's spiritual because then you're like what the heck lord help me like I you just feel defeated yeah um there's like no hope you know you feel like there's no hope right. to grasp and so then, let's talk about that that first pregnancy yeah right okay. because we um we get pregnant we have all the elation yes. and excitement about yeah. that, you know. Well, I don't know about you. Baby I was not. You're not I was terrified because I was in, I was going into my fourth year of college. I had oh, just gotten man. back from uh, my internship with, I went to school for missions, university. And that was my third year, went into internship in Cambodia for 10 weeks. Wow. Came home, planned my whole wedding there, came home two months later, got married. And so we were going into, we got married in September and I was just starting my fourth year of college. And so we were like on multiple forms of birth control and was like, we cannot get pregnant for a solid amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so I was, we were going to do the year out, finish, graduate, and then head to Uganda. I was going to, we were going to live in Africa, go to Mozambique, to Heidi Baker's missionary school. Like we had a whole plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a plan. Had a plan. (laughs) And I had a dream a week in, a week into our wedding. Like it was, I just had a dream and like I was dead set. We are not having children for two or three years. Had a dream that I had a little girl in my arms and I woke up and everything in me was like, don't panic. <laughs> like it honestly, like the Lord totally turned my heart around where I was like, I can do this. I don't know what it was, but I just was like, I can do this. I don't know what's going to happen. And when I told my husband, all oh, bless his heart. <laughs> like which we didn't find out right like I I didn't even tell him about the dream because I was like no no we're not even gonna go there you know what I mean I don't yeah we'll see and um oh man week four hit y'all and it was time to tell my husband because there's no hiding it right there's no hiding it Mm-mm. I was miserable and so it was I just remember thinking father I did not plan for this like I I did everything to prevent this 
Um, it was so bad. I was commuting to college uh, an hour away, and I was having mm. to take my husband to work because he was halfway through. So we would drive 30 minutes, drop him off at work, and then I'd drive another 30 minutes to get to campus. And I would stop off on the side of the highway. I'm talking week four. Yeah. Immediately right out the gate. And I would stop off on the side of the highway just puking everywhere. And the wind would blow it in my hair. I'd throw oh my, my hair up. I would oh. show up. And I got, um, oh. this might be TMI, but I got a parasite in Cambodia. Didn't know it. But, you know, when you are when you get pregnant, your immune system shot down. Because right. it's all focused on <clears throat> producing yeah. a baby. So not only am that, now I'm covered in hives from head to toe. And I can't take any oh medication. Oh, my goodness. So I'm like, how am I puking my hair, showing up with a bucket in class? Yeah. And the department, the head department looked at me finally after like month three when he saw like this isn't settling. No. Like it's not going away. <clears throat> he looked at me. He's like, you have to quit. Like you have to stop and step away because you're scaring me. Like you look yeah. so sick. He's like, I've watched you just slowly become this frail little thing. Yeah. And you're working so hard to get here. And you're not even able to sit in class because you're running out of the classroom. Right. And you're, you know what I mean? So it was, that's when I, once it hit about month three and everyone was like, it's going to calm down like week 12, 13. Right. It's yeah. just morning sickness. And mm-hmm. I was like, why is it all day? Yeah. And then week 13, when it was full blown still, that's when I realized, oh no. Like, we might be in the long haul here. Yeah. 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 So how about you? Were you, like, I mean, yeah, you it were was, super excited. It was week five. Okay, I was week five. I was super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Tim, we both come from large families. Oh, okay. And so, the like, once we got married and we were out on our own, like, mm-hmm. it just was so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and I was bored to death. I'm like, I feel like I'm playing pretend house right now. Yeah, like there's nobody else's laundry to do besides my own oh, and yeah. nobody else to cook for. Like I, cause I had, um, younger siblings. And yes. so I was used to cooking like these big meals. Like a mom. So trying to figure out how to cook for like two people who hardly ate anything. Like it was so oh, weird wow. to me. And so yeah. I was like, you know. Let's have babies. let's have a baby. Yeah. Like we we got to get started so that yeah. we can fill up this house house with some noise and yes. you know give me something to do. Oh, I love it. So yeah. um, we were really excited, but it didn't take long before. Um, yeah, I just started throwing up on the hour every hour. Yeah, and um, by week twelve, I was you know laying in the fetal position in yes. front of the toilet, just yep. sobbing. And yep. saying, how can I be a mom when, like, mm. I can't, I don't even think I'm going to live to that day. Yes. And I, I wanted my mom, yes. you know? Oh. And so I'm like, mommy, 100%. please come rescue me. And I'm yes. like, how am I supposed to be a mom when I need my mom, need my mom yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. um, so. Or I don't know about you, but I would have like anxiety when Brian left for work. Yes. Because then I would know I'm alone. Mm -hmm. I'm alone. And then the more kids we had, now I'm alone and I somehow have to take care of these things. While I'm literally cuddling the toilet. Yeah. Or just like laying in bed all day and running from the bed to the toilet. Yeah. And I would feel so guilty. I don't know about you, but like the guilt guilt. because my husband would come home and there's still nothing done. Right. So housework has to be done no. now. Like you yeah. have to work your eight to five, whatever. And yeah. then you have to come home and cook and clean exactly. and take care of the kids and also take care of me. Yeah. So and it's by like, like month 
five or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he would come home and he'd be like, you're still in bed. Like, can't you just move yes. to the couch? Yes. I'm like, no, because if I moved to the couch, mm-hmm. I would throw up more. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, just the activity or oh, the noise, yeah. like, yes. sets, like, everything. Everything. Sets you off. Everything. Yes. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. And so, so it was very much... Um, we were very young. I don't know how old you were. We were 21 when we got married. Yeah. So we had our first baby at 22. Wow. And just babies. Yeah. You know, and we had a quick, we had a quick engagement and marriage. So we were even just trying to figure out us. Right. And so I was like, I immediately felt that guilt of like, oh no, he thinks I'm just this weak person. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's not like men are very vocal, right? So it's not like our husbands are sitting there like talking us all up. So yeah. Like, some are better than others, right? <laughs> but usually it's not like your husband's going to be like every day ready yes. with like your cup of tea and like no. a thing of encouragement <laughs> and like the Well, the then they're in shock because yes. they're just like, we had what no idea. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that that was even a thing with pregnancy because no. my mom... Um, she got queasy with me. Oh, I think maybe okay. threw up once, but like yeah. with all her other pre- pregnancies, she was the happiest pregnant person. Yeah. And my mother-in-law was the same way. Just absolutely loved being pregnant. Yes. Um, never sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both of them were of the opinion that if I just got off the couch and like mm-hmm. had my Sprite and crackers in the morning, um, and just got up and started doing stuff that it was like a mental thing. Like yes. just get over the mental thing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just morning sickness mm-hmm. and everybody gets queasy. Which is nothing wrong with that. If that's your experience, then you want to just give out that yeah, advice that's of like, like this all really worked with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hoping it'll work And even you. the nurses. I mean, they were just yeah. like, suck on some lemon drops, honey. Mm-hmm. Or and ginger. I really or... should have been taken to the hospital with mm-hmm. Rena. My mm-hmm. my firstborn, but um, uh, I have a super high tolerance for pain, and um, like you know, like to paint everything. Like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And Same. so the nurses were, and I think nurses are kind of trained to like downplay stuff because yes. people tend to overreact. Overreact, yeah. Um, but I was literally like dying at home. Oh my yeah. Mom, my mom finally did come and um mm-hmm. have to nurse me. Mm. back to health for you know a good month with that first one and then going going from there we kind of knew, knew. what to expect a little <laughs> you prayed more it would I be mean, different every it time would be different yes yeah but it really never was Mm-mm. no it was crazy yeah I the only reason I would be hospitalized same thing is I'm I'm the same way I'm like no I'm gonna I'm fine yeah and then it just got to a point where my husband was like you're not okay. Yeah. Like you're actually scaring me. So let's get you to the hospital. Um, and so it's just crazy. It's, it's so crazy. And that's, I'll never forget when it happened with Cadence, my oldest. Um, you know, you just, when you get pregnant, you get around all the mamas, right? Like at church yes. or around and you're just like, okay, tell me what, what do I need to know? Like, give me advice, all the things. And they all were just like, it's going to be the most beautiful season of your life. Just soak it up. Like you're going to love every minute of it. You might be sick at the beginning, but like, oh, the beauty of just carrying life and like all that, right? Yes. So I'll yes. never forget by month, like four, at this point we were at my dad's church. My dad was a senior pastor and we're on leadership 
And I remember going to all of leadership and being like, you lied to me. Yes. Like, I was so upset because no one talked about this. No. no one was like, hey, there's a possibility that you could be absolutely miserable for the next nine months. Yeah. How can we like encourage you? How can we give you hope for the future? How can we show you like this isn't the end? Yeah. You can do this. I was like the pregnancy glow is green 100%. in my um experience. I would always say my glow was my babies. Like yes. when they came and I had them and they were in my arms, then yeah. I would see the glow of like life again. This was all worth it. Yeah. This was all worth it, but it took mm-hmm. time. It totally took time. Yeah. So I guess let's talk a little bit about like the spiritual side of things. And yes. um, because I feel like nothing is wasted with mm-hmm. God, right? No. He uses everything in our life to refine us, to give us glimpses of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked on the first episode of my podcast um, about my life first being um, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and Come the on. fellowship of his sufferings Come being made on. conformable to his death. Mm. And I really feel like I lived that out six times with my kids because mm. I really felt like I practically died before I brought life into the world. Yes, yeah. Um, but I can honestly say, like, I wouldn't trade that experience no. for anything because... Mm-hmm. Jesus just became so much more real and precious and his presence and his promises, Mm -hmm. like they carried us. You'd learn real quick to lean on him, that he is your strength. He's the one that gets you through. Mm -hmm. So what some scriptures that, um, you know, God used to kind of help you just get through, make it through Mm -hmm. my biggest. Okay. So my biggest thing is scripture for sure. I brought a lot, so we can just go through some of them. Um, cause that is, that is the, um, for me, the main point is that through it all, if you don't lean on that, it, everything else fades, you know what I mean? Like you can get an encouraging word for a friend and that's incredible. Like, thank God for that. You know what I mean? You need people in your life who can be the hands and feet of Jesus. But if you're not like daily, in his word, actually having him feed you that life, that's when you get in those moments of desperation. That's when you get to those points of like, can I make it? Yeah. How do I get through or I'm not (laughs) going to make it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I thought that. Yeah. Um, And so the first one, so I put in on my um, notes, I really love just starting out like right out the bat with Romans 15, 4. Because it starts with, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Mm, And so it just sets the foundation of like, if you read the history of what has been written in in here, you will have hope. Mm -hmm. You will see the hope of glory. You will see the Father's promises and what that looks like over your life, you know? And so I, um, I mean, Romans is chock full. I, I, I put so many things in Romans because I'm like, uh, so many scriptures in Romans is about hope. Um, and yes. I love it so much. Another one that I absolutely love, I put in here, which I'm sure everyone knows, Jeremiah 29, right? 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen Mm -hmm. to you. You will seek me and find me. 
when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And that was my biggest, those are one of my biggest things of just like, I know the plans I have you. You have to seek me and you will find me in those depths of despair. You know what I mean? There will be hope because I am there right there with you, walking through this with you, you know? Um, I love Second Corinthians. Um, here, let's go to that. Um, I did Second Corinthians 4, um, 16 through 18. And it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, right? You feel like that. Literally. You literally feel like it's yes. taking, you know, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and monetary troubles are, achieve, uh, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, right? Yeah. But on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I think like that was the biggest thing for me is what I see right now is not the end goal, right? I, don't, yeah. I mean, how many people throughout history have talked about the importance of just mothers and raising up the next generation? Like, what is my goal here? My goal is that I will raise up a generation that knows the Lord, that follows him, that can, can shift the tides yeah. In the current, like in the current situations in the cultures that we're facing, yeah. I need a generation that will stand up for him and change the world. And if that's my goal, then for the next nine months. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, my pastor, he just did a sermon on um, in December uh, about hope. And I love this quote. I will quote it probably for the rest of my life now. I love it. so. Much. It's so simple. It's from Eric Johnson. He said, you can tell the health of a human soul by its ability to hope. You could tell the strength of a human soul by its ability to hope in the middle of darkness. Yes. And so he he talked so much about hope is at the core of our faith. Yeah. At the core of who we are, it has to be hope. And you can easily identify people who live without hope, right? Yeah. You can get around women, men, who have either been hurt so bad that they withhold it and they have low expectations on life. I mean, for me, pregnancy too, I had low expectations. Right. I very much was like, this is going to be pure hell on earth, actual Mm -hmm. hell on earth. Like, Father, I need heaven to come because I feel like I'm in the depths of despair 24-7. Yes. And I don't know how to climb out. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know how to climb climb up. So for me, I don't know about you, but... um, Like, it's easy for a mother to want to go, okay, what can I do? Give me all the self-help books. Give me all the podcasts. Give me all the, like, words, you know what I mean? I need hope. And it's almost like taking control. How can I take control of this? Right. Because I've lost control. I've lost control. And I don't feel like I have any control over the circumstance. Yeah. And so for me, um, and the biggest thing that he even spoke on that week was the biggest way to receive hope is surrender. Yeah. Complete surrender. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know, but I was on four medications. Four yeah. medications still puking my brains out week by week. Yeah. And would show up to church desperate. Just like, I need someone to lay hands on me. Yes. Um, you know, by my third pregnancy, I got to about week 20. And I felt so, um, so much guilt and shame. Because I looked at my leadership. We were in a leadership meeting and I looked at them and I was like, I need you to pray this baby out of me because I'm not going right. to make it. Yeah. And I was like, they should survive by now in the NICU for the next X amount of time. I don't care. Get it out of me. 
Yeah. Like I'm dying and I've got two other babies I'm having to look after. Right. And you feel like you're just failing them. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, you know, it was like, I hope you don't hurt yourself. I hope you don't get into anything. Right now you're living off of TV and cuddles in the bed with me. Yes. Uh, but please don't touch me too much because exactly. I'm going to puke again. And so it was very much that guilt yeah. and shame. When my toddler figured out that mommy you know, would say no, but really didn't have the strength <laughs> to do anything yes, to about follow through. it. There was no follow through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim came home one day oh. to find toilet paper from one end of the mobile home yes, to the girl. other. And yes. his whole CD collection was all over the living room. And I was oh, like, no. I'm sorry. I did the best I could. Like, I at least I, I made it to the toilet to puke. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's my success yes, story yes. for the day. At least not the carpet. You want to clean that up as uh-huh. well, okay? Like I'm doing the best I can. So bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even um, oh, I really love this one too. Yeah. So uh, even in Romans twelve, twelve, it says, "Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, mm-hmm. and faithful in prayer." I mean, y'all, it's like, uh, even in 15, four, it says for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. Oh, I already went through that. Yeah. Through the top of encouragement, providing us with what we have for hope. I just, Mm -hmm. I love it so much because it's very much through, it's the currency of heaven. You see it so much of like, there's certain things, like I say that I just told that to you earlier is I feel like worship is a currency of heaven and you see these pillars of um, of faith that you're like, okay, what, what are the, what do they carry? What are the things that we can see that is consistent throughout scripture that carries people? And it's like hope is such yeah. at the core of it. And I think that is what got me through was mm-hmm. very much like leaning on each of these scriptures and going, okay, at what point have I just given up? Like at what point have I, can I recognize I am now living completely out of hope. How can I make it through the next day? Yes. You know what I mean? And so for me, it was each day the Lord being like, time out. There is an end goal here. Yeah. Like you just have to refocus every day every on day. eternity mm-hmm. and what the purpose is. And it's mm-hmm. like I'm bringing an eternal soul Mm-hmm. into the world mm-hmm. and, and it's worth it and it is gonna end it like is, because when you're limit. in the mm-hmm. middle of it, and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the nice differences of this season of suffering mm-hmm. as compared to some seasons where you don't know when the end is no you know at least there's a grace on that that yes. you know like it has to end it is <laughs> it is praise god it ends yeah so for those of you who are you know, in the middle of it. Oh, um, just hold on. Yeah. Hold on. He is with you. Like that was my biggest thing is like, if I can just grasp that he's laying in the bed with me, you know what I mean? Or sitting at right. the foot of the, of the toilet. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or I, I or even sitting Pulling with your my hair children. back, yeah. putting his hand on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, sitting with my children yeah. when I'm sitting there going like, have they watched too many episodes of Bluey so that I can, you right. know what I mean? Or at the time, what was it? I don't even know. Uh, Little Einsteins or whatever it yes. was. Little Einsteins was one of mine. Mm-hmm. And then um, for my oldest, it was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, and yes. I hear that hot hot oh. dog, diggity dog song. It's, it's a trigger. It t- <laughs> I'm just like, run to the bathroom quick. Yes. And I love to. Okay. So like even, I was going to say, even I read this earlier today and I was like, oh, this is so good. The Romans 5 
one through mm, one through five. Mm-hmm. It's like, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Yeah. And hope does not put us to shame, y'all. Yeah. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing for me was what is this going to produce? If each day I can lean into the Father first, mm-hmm. that relationship will grow real quick, girl. Right. And those situations, yeah. it's like we love comfort, mm-hmm. especially in our first world America. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We love comfort. We love the ease. We love the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so there's something to be said about walking through those seasons and even those pregnancies, even if you have no one else that you know have gone through this or you don't have something to hold on to, like uh, a practical person you can talk to on a regular basis. Yeah. This is where scripture comes in and is like, this is going to produce something if you allow it. If you actually get outside of the pain and suffering for just a second. Yeah. And see that this perseverance produces something. Yeah. Hold on to me. Mm-hmm. Come to me. Those who are weary. Yeah, it's like your muscle, your faith muscle gets so, so strengthened in that. And And it's worth it. Other things in different seasons, like for me now, you know, um, I'm like almost six years out from having my youngest. And um, so it's been a couple of years since I've been Mm -hmm. in that, but, Mm -hmm. um, I faced other really hard things. And yeah, I feel like learning how to depend on God when I was absolutely desperate in those moments has allowed me to face these other challenges with a complete different perspective than I would have if I hadn't realized that like you can be almost dead and still smile and like you know say I'm gonna make it yes well and that's the thing is like it's not fake hope we don't want to talk about things it's like you put a smile on and you're like I'm gonna make it but you're you're dying inside you know we're not talking about that we're talking about when Paul talks about I wrote um prayer and supplication right when he speaks about that even in Romans and the Corinthians supplication means letting go it actually the translation is letting go yes so it's, it's like that surrender again. you have to let it go and surrender mm-hmm. and each day go, okay, I don't know what today holds, but whatever it is, you're with me. Yeah. And, and this is going to produce something far more beautiful than I can even imagine. And it's not just the baby we're talking about. Right. Right. And so that's where I'm like, these will be tools now for the rest of my life that I can glean on. I can lean on him and go, father, if you, if I can make it through that, Mm-hmm. I can make it through anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So let's talk about another one of those character things that I think um, comes out from this. Okay. And it's kind of twofold. Okay. Um, Like, you realize that the world continues to revolve and move and, like, activities happen, birthdays happen, Mm -hmm. 
um, seasons change. Like my yes. first pregnancy, it was hot summer, August, when I yes. found out I was pregnant. Ooh. It was still snowing when I was still, you know, puking. Mm -hmm. And then she was born in the spring. Mm -hmm. So like we covered the gamut of, you know, summer, fall, like all of Major it. Major holidays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. all of it, like in this shell of a person, like yes. being sick and yeah. like, you know, just not yourself. Yeah. Um, and so learning to um, just accept the fact. Yes, 100%. That well, that's what I was Everybody else about. is like, you know, like going on with life and that mm -hmm. it's okay to mm -hmm. sit on the couch or in bed. Like it's yes. almost like this forced rest. Yes, 100%. And that's what I was saying about even the fake hope. Like you, you have to sit with it. You have to chew on that, right? Yeah, like you, you have can't to run face away your reality. You can't from it. Mm -mm. So the best thing you can do is instead of trying to avoid it or put up a smile or control it by doing all these things, that surrender, that facing it head on and going, okay, in this season, if all I do is survive, then that's all I do. Yeah. And, and, and so for me, for someone who's big, I'm a, I don't know if you know Enneagram at all. I'm a two. So in an unhealthy state, I'm a big people pleaser. And I, that like when I'm operating out of unhealth, yeah. I, I'm all for like, how can I make everyone happy? So being that sick, so I'm weak. Right, like right. I'm super. I'm at you the worst. You can't make anybody. <laughs> and now on, on, on top of me being at the worst stage of my life, I'm also feeling such shame and guilt because now I feel like I'm a disappointment to everyone in my right. life. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. that's where you you have to sit with it, man, and you have to go time out. Yeah. What does the Lord say? What is my goal right now? My goal is in this season to make sure this baby and I can make it through. Yeah. And you do what it takes to make it through. You set up the healthy boundaries. You have the hard conversations with yep. everyone in your life. And you go, you know what? If I can't make it to that birthday party in this season, I'm so sorry. I love you. You know I value that person or you yep. or whoever it is. You know what I mean? If it's a niece or nephew's birthday. Yeah. Or if it's or your you sister. you can't go to church your... and the yeah. house is, you know, the bathrooms don't get clean for three, six yes. months. Like, it there's is just journey, things girl. that you have to... And you have to go into that with your spouse, right? Yeah. Like you have to have those conversations with your spouse yeah. where it's very much a, an open dialogue of mm -hmm. this is my heart. This is what I'm feeling. Like I wish I could do X, Y, Z, but my, I am, I have limitations and yes. we don't, as women, like we don't like to admit that at all. Mm -mm. And mm -mm. in, in this scenario we're kind of forced to yes so i think the other thing it reveals is just like we have no choice but to ask for help and yeah. um i think that is a blessing that for comes sure. out of this for is sure. now it's way easier for me to let people help me mm -hmm. and you know people mm -hmm. have mentioned that oh like you know I'm so glad that you asked for help yes. you know why you know I, I really have a hard time asking for help mm -hmm. and I'm like well you know is it is it bad that I asked for help so much mm -hmm. but I think I learned that it takes through this time that it really it took a village it takes to, a village mm -hmm. um to get through that and absolutely or your arm bearers that's what I used to call it in that season of like I need you to hold my arms yeah. up because I can't I can't do this alone 
you know? Yeah. And, so, and just being honest. Like, mm-hmm. you got to be honest. You yeah. have to. Because here's the thing. So much guilt, conflict, shame, all of that comes a lot of times with just miscommunication or no communication. Right. Even in your marriage, you know what I mean? And so things didn't settle well with my husband and I until we sat down with that and was like, okay, then what's the goal for this season? What are you going to be okay with? What am I okay with? Yeah. Because are you going to make it if you come home and the house is a disaster and I'm be- like, what, what do you, what is your heart in all of this? Right. And because this is my heart. I want to do all of it. You know right. what I mean? I want to function I know. Away, you know I would mean? lay on the couch and like repaint the walls and like pick up mm-hmm. everything that I saw that was trash. Like, yes. but I couldn't physically yes. do anything about it. And then, so, and then that with your loved ones too. Yeah. And just, asking like, you know, I ended up having friends that came and like mm-hmm. would take baskets of laundry and then, you know, two days later drop them off, like wow. clean and folded. Yes. And, um, wow. One one day, I remember just bursting into tears because my sister-in-law mm-hmm. and her sister-in-law, who's also a really dear friend, um, mm-hmm. and um, Abby's mom, mm-hmm. um, the three of them just showed up at my house, like surprised mm-hmm. me, brought me Chick-fil-A, and then oh. they said, what needs to be cleaned? Yes. And they literally just cleaned the house for the day. People, People don't. I think they don't recognize how big of a deal it is in those seasons to be the actual hands and feet of Jesus. Like, it is insane the difference it makes in someone's life. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, um, we went through, my dad got really sick and almost died on this last year. And my friend just showed, like, literally just sent me a text and said, I'm coming at 5 o'clock with dinner. Yes. And, And the beauty of not having to. Yeah. Even. Like that's my biggest thing is learn to ask, learn to communicate. Yeah. But also if you're listening to this and you even just have people in your life that are just pregnant in general, even if they're not going through the same type of pregnancy, but just in general, be the person that doesn't ask. What you can just I say, do? I'm just coming. say I'm coming. Yes. I've got dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Or you, are you free kids. at seven because I'm coming to clean your house? What yeah. needs to be done? And then when I'm done, your kids are coming home with me. Mm-hmm. Are you good with that? Cool. I'm good with that. I mean, I just did that. My my sister-in-law is 35 weeks pregnant right now with her second. Well, yeah. it's her third, but once in heaven. And, um, and you know, they had to move out of an Airbnb because her house is getting remodeled right now. Oh, man. And she's like me, very stubborn. Very much like, I can do it all. I don't need help. And, <laughs> and you know, she called and she was just walking me through some stuff. And I was like, okay, at 4.30, Brian's coming to pick up Indy, my nephew. Yeah. We'll take him. And if you need me to get a babysitter, I'll get a babysitter and Brian and I will come move you. Like, we'll yeah. see my brothers at work and we'll, like, we'll help pack up and whatever. And she just burst into tears. And, like, she, she has an incredible pregnancy. Right. She has a, you know, she's been so good, you know, whatever, but it's still just recognizing when a woman is going through that, they're still at their weakest. Even if you have an incredible pregnancy, it is so much going on on your body. Yes. That people don't know how Yeah, much. it's so draining. Yeah. It really is. And so having those people be the people that's mm-hmm. like, you need dinner this week? Let me bring you dinner. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bring you dinner tomorrow. And I had a friend that showed up once a week for, like, three hours. And oh. I would hear her, 
Like she wouldn't always even come in because if I was sleeping, like they'd yeah. let me sleep. Yes. But I wow. would hear her bossing my kids around. Yes. And God. I was just like, they have structure. Yes. For at least three hours, they have structure. Yes. Yeah. And she would order them around, like sweep this, like pick yes. up that. Like, yeah. And it was just so helpful. Yes. So yeah. I would say, you know, if you're a sister in Christ that um, hears or it knows of somebody who is mm -hmm. in a really difficult pregnancy, like, mm -hmm. um, and even if you check with them and they say, well, I think I have it. Okay. Because they always like, will say that. Don't believe always, them. Don't believe them. <laughs> Be like, cool. If you have it. Okay. Can I come get your kids tomorrow and see if they say no? Yes. You know what I mean? That's where I'm like, you push two or three different times before yeah. you accept a no, mm -hmm. especially with women. Take, you know what I mean? Take food gift cards. Yes. Take pizza. Yes. Like whatever the come Lord lays your on your heart yeah. to just do to be, like you said, the hands and feet of Jesus mm -hmm. is, um, it's a chance, I think, for the body of Christ to really step up and yes. um, show show up for um, each other. And you don't have to have all the resources either, right? Because we're talking to women that could be in all different stages of life. And so for me, I'm like, it takes no money to walk into a home and say, I'll, I'll wash your clothes. Like, I'll cook your dinner. What do you have? Like, I'll, you know what I mean? Or we had a woman at church who was on her fifth baby and had a couple of things that were really going on that were tough. And her husband went away for the week of the work. And it was like a week before she was due. Oh, man. And all I said was she was like an hour away from us. And I was like, if you can just get your kids in the car and get to my house, everything else is covered. Yeah. And we had a guest bedroom. This yeah. is four other kids bringing into my house of four kids. And I was like, we can take a weekend. Let's go. And, I mean, she showed up, and I had a bath with Epsom salts waiting on her. Yes. And I was like, go put your – she had uh, Beats, like Dr. Beats headphones, like the noise-canceling ones. Yes. I said, put them on. Don't – I don't want you to hear a sound. Yeah. And I – just go. And it was like, your meals are good. You're like, go lay down. Go. I'll put your kids to bed. Like, I don't care. And that took nothing but just my time. Right. And what was in my house. And yet it's so valuable. It's, like there isn't a price tag on if that I when you're had that, in that situation. If I would have had that, that's yeah. what you have to think is if I was in those shoes, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Or if you're in those shoes right now listening, think about how much you being stubborn is not helping you at all. Right? Yeah. You're just feeling more true. and more desperate and hopeless. Yes. And I phone. finally, with my firstborn, I finally picked up the phone. We were living in a new mm. city you know, two and a half, three months in mm. to new marriage, living in a new city away from my family. And um, I finally picked up the phone and called mm. um, the lady who was the leader. Mm. Um, her and her husband were the leaders for our young marrieds um, class. Mm -hmm. And I just said, um, I'm really sick with this oh, pregnancy. Yeah. Like, could maybe, you know, I come over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she said, of course. Mm. And she came and picked me up, took me to her house. Mm. And I think I spent a good portion of that pregnancy mm. on her couch. Well, she's my best friend still to oh, this day. Man, that's and incredible. And we, we talk at least once a week. And yeah. um, now she's a grandma. Mm. And um, But, you know, that was my lifeline 100%. at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I never once puked in her toilet. Oh, gosh. And so I feel like there is, you know, for, for some people. Yes. Just yeah. changing your surroundings. Yeah. Can be a huge benefit. Yes. So, and, and know that you're, you, you can, your stubbornness can also be what stops the Lord from doing something in your life. You know what I mean? And so yeah. my biggest thing was like, no, the father's called me to be this, this, and this. I've got to be this, this, and this. And really I'm, I'm playing God now. Yeah. Because I think it can only happen one way or that we are only going to have a thriving pregnancy or a thriving home if I can sustain it. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's very much me realizing I was keeping people from actually being hands and feet of Jesus that they wanted to be. Yeah. So many people are out there going, let me. How can I help? How can I help? Let me help. Yeah. And so don't do that. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Like, let yeah, the you don't have to walk it alone. No, you're not meant to walk it alone. No. Since the beginning of time, how he created us to live and even within the church and outside of the church in communities is nothing like our culture is today. It just isn't. Yeah. We were all supposed to be in these villages and communities together from from babies up where these people knew you yeah. from when you were born until you were pregnant with your first and now the and you next can't door neighbor. hide what's going on no, and, you the, know, nine months go by and they're like, what? Yeah. You've been in bed for nine months? Yes. No, they yeah. all would know and, and all be like, all the grandmas would be together and the yes. moms would be and the children would, and we all did it. We were created to do it together. Yeah. So don't let culture define mm-hmm. your season because you're going to be put on an island when you do. And none of us were born to be on an island. And that's exactly where the enemy wants you. He wants you put to isolate you and put you alone and lie to you and make you think you're not going to survive this and you're all alone. And to ask for help means you're weak. Yeah. And the goal is to know, no, this is who I am. Yep. This is what I was created for. And this might be the hardest season of my life, but I have a hope. Yeah. And his name's Jesus. And he has sent these people all around me to be his hands and feet. Don't pass it up. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, why don't you um, pray for my sisters that are listening out there and um, just for those who are walking through this season right now and then also for those, you know, who aren't but... Um, that they would find ways of, of helping. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Mm, Father, we just love you so much, God. Mm -hmm. We love that all throughout your word, you just give us such hope, something to cling to that in these seasons of desperation, God, I ask right now that whoever's listening, Lord, if they're in this season, We just ask you to come right now into their home. Mm -hmm. That right now they would feel your presence surrounding them. That peace beyond understanding would come. Mm -hmm. That hope would start to rise. That they would see the promises you have over them, over this child, God. Mm -hmm. That they would see the end goal and know that it is all worth it. Yeah. It is all worth it. Laying our lives down for this, this is something I could lay my life down. Mm-hmm. And so 
And we just ask you to come, Father, to let them know they're not alone, that you are with them. Yeah. And, and Father, just to give them, honestly, the I love uh, spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, that in your word you say pray for this, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon us. And so, God, that you would give them wisdom to know, okay, who can I reach out to, yeah. God? Who can be the hands and feet right now in my life? Um, and to allow um, you know, myself to just walk through this season in you, God, that they, they would face it, Lord, that they would clearly identify it and totally surrender to you. We just say, shame, go right now in the name of Jesus. That's right. You yes. have no place. No place. You have no place in this home, mm-hmm. in this person's mind, and in their heart, God. We just say, come, Holy Spirit. You said, pray that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. So in kingdom, there is no guilt. There is Mm -hmm. no shame. You know, my mom always says, any thought, she got this uh, quote from Bill Johnson, any thought that you have that does not produce hope is not Mm -hmm. from the Father. That's right. It's not from him. So in these moments of absolute, complete surrender and just desperation, that any thought that you have, if you are not producing hope in it, it's not from him. So if it's not from him, Lord, we know how to clearly identify it and to say, this is not of Jesus. This is not of you, God. This is the enemy. And he does not get domain. He does not get to say so in this. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, we just say, come, Holy Spirit. And give people awareness, God, if there are women listening right now, Lord, that they're just like, how can I be the hands and feet to those around me. Give them the spirit of persistence, Father. Yes. <laughs> the persistence of hearing your voice and stepping into these roles and in these mm-hmm. girls' lives and going, let me love you well. Yeah. Let me step in and let's do this together because you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. Yeah, be a sisterhood. You are not alone. You can do this. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. There is a hope. We love you, Father. I thank you for each and every listener that's that's on this podcast right now. God, I just ask you to bless them yes, Lord. beyond measure, Richly, God, Lord. that they would see your hand in it all. Mm-hmm. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank yeah. you so much, Lauren. Absolutely. Well, I hope that that was a big blessing to you and that it just encourages you to face whatever you have this week with a little bit more strength and courage and just remembering to run to the Word of God because there is truly a promise and a weapon of um, of truth for whatever it is that you are having to go through or deal with. So I would love to hear how you are doing, what is happening in your neck of the woods, as they say. 
Um, so I'd love it if you would hop over to our Facebook group, Sisters in the Spirit. Um, we're getting to know each other over there and, um, I just love to put faces with those who are listening. Um, it's Sisters in the Spirit. It is a private Facebook group, so you just have to answer a few questions um, and ask to join, and I can approve you over there. You can also find me on Instagram at raising underscore rubies times six. I would love to have you follow me over there, and you can message me um, that way send me prayer requests or just let me know some of your thoughts about the podcast and um, how it's been encouraging you. Another way that I can get feedback is if you would put a rating and a review um, for this podcast. It really does help to let Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the other platforms know that this is something that people are interested in and helps get the word out to other people. So um, just would love to share the encouragement, pass the podcast on to a friend, and we will just keep supporting one another and helping each other through this journey of life. I have some ideas and plans in the work to offer some extra resources and ways for us to even connect on deeper levels and hopefully some face-to-face -face stuff. So just be looking um, for those announcements in the next couple of weeks and just thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, for being my friends for being my sisters and walking this journey with me. I hope you have a great week. Remember that you are dearly loved and you are not alone. Bye for now. <laughs>